Good morning, pile. 7 o'clock. Jim Lowe, the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Got a busy night coming up tonight. RMAC Basketball Tournament, Maverick Women at the Colorado School of Mines, where they pulled off the upset over the Oradiggers early part of February. Maverick Men, they get Metro State tonight. Both those teams have one on their home floor in the two meetings that they've had this season. So we'll have all the action starting at 5. Tip off at 5.30 for the women. And then we'll join the men's game in progress right here on the Team CMU Sports Network. Maverick Basketball brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. So we have a lot going on. The Avalanche getting the win last night. Taking down the Vegas Golden Knights. And Miko Rantanen with a little history last night for Colorado. Becomes the fastest 40-goal scorer in franchise history. Just edging out the legend Joe Sackick for that honor. It just seems like we've talked about it before, even with Connor McGahee, that the Miko, well, Avs fans love the Moose. League-wide, you just don't hear about him like you do other guys. And it's tough when you got McKinnon, you got McCarr, you've got two of the very best players in the NHL on your team. But he's had an insanely good season. The last guy to get 40 goals in the season was Nathan McKinnon. It took him 82 games to do it. it took him a full season. Miko's done it in 58 games. Not too shabby. No, not at all. Not too it helps shabby. Not having really any other scorers for a stretch. <laughs> Put him on his back, and yeah. but hey, you know what? He's he's had to carry the load, right? Yeah, and he's and he's delivered for the Avalanche. And uh, you'll hear from Jared Bednar coming up. Avs have won six straight. Rockies. Uh, Chris Bryant did his first spring training home run yesterday. That's good, right? Hey, don't waste him. He's only got five. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday. He only has five per season now. Don't waste him in February. I don't respond to that. That that's just negative thinking. Stop stop that. I know I know for you it's impossible. I noticed stop. you didn't say I was wrong. No. <laughs> Interesting how that turns out. I'm just. It I'm, may be negative, but I'm, it's not wrong. I'm I'm going to be positive. It's it's going to be a good year for Chris Bryant. What's the over under on games for Chris Bryant played this season? What do you think? Uh, we talked yesterday. I think he might double his games played from last year to play just over half the season. So I'm going to say 84. 80, 80-ish? 80-ish, yeah. In the neighborhood of 80. I'll go, I'll go 90. I'll say plays 90 games this year. Part of me's thinking that's wrong, though. Part of me does. <laughs> Part of me's concerned. You with feel that. it's a little high, huh? <laughs> I feel yeah. like, uh, I'm going to be optimistic here. Peter Lambert back on the bump. Mm-hmm. Two scoreless innings yesterday. Looked good. Get the win against the A's. So we'll have uh, Wyatt Thompson coming up a little bit. Talk some college basketball with Wyatt. We'll also, uh, of course, have Mav Day in the 9 o'clock hour with uh, Taylor Wagner, Mike DeGeorge, and Chris Hanks, Maverick baseball team. Getting ready to uh, take on Montana State mm-hmm. Billings coming up on Thursday. We'll have the opener of that. Uh, you'll have that with Ethan Jordan, Buckeye. Yep. So I'll have Maverick basketball tonight. And it's like I said, it's going to be a busy couple of days here. Delta girls basketball team. They head over for the 4A state tournament to the Denver Coliseum. Get Holy Family on Friday over on the Monkey. So lots to get to this week. Broncos continue to fill out the coaching staff. Our another guy that you go... Who? Who's who's this guy? We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Do you think Eric Goodman's any happier with some of the names that have been announced as opposed to not knowing who these assistants are? Right. Sometimes it's better to not know. Right. Some of them I'm fine with. I'm like, okay. We deserve to know. All right. Well, here's our assistants. Who are these guys? You can't have it both ways. You you can't sit around and complain that you're not learning, you're not knowing, they're not revealing it to you, and then go, well... These guys all suck. 
Yeah. I mean, Brock, I, don't, I don't know. I don't like... Okay, Cake was losing his mind Friday. Yeah. We o- talked o- about over Davis Webb. I'm going, I could see maybe losing your mind over VJ. But you're losing your mind over the quarterback's coach. Okay, who... Russ is Russ. Mm-hmm. Russ has Jay Keeps. Russ has Sean Payton. Right. The Davis Dav- Webb is going to be the fourth most important voice at the best. <laughs> at the most. In Russell Wilson's <laughs> ear after Sean Payton, Jay Keeps, and Sierra. And also keep in mind, Buffalo wanted to hire him too for the same gig. And so Buffalo's a pretty good organization. If they saw something with Davis Webb, then I'm like, okay. I, I, he, also, he played there, so they have a firsthand experience sure. with him. So it it was a Davis Webb's a head scratcher, but for me it's kind of like Vance Joseph. Are you serious? And David Webb, like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> to me, kind of, that's that's a hire that. Yeah, we need somebody with that title. Let and if hey, if we need him, we can always throw a jersey on it. <laughs> sure, I mean, if, you know, Davis Webb. Okay, fine. If yeah, you know, like I said, he had connection with the with the Buffalo right. Bills, and okay, fine. But I was reading over the weekend. There's there's a couple of Broncos media people that have egg on their face a little bit to me. One of them's the Goodman character with the whining that well, we had on the show before years ago. But yeah, we had they aren't announcing assistance. I should at know. His own speed. I I have the right to know who they're hiring. No, you don't. They'll tell you when they're they're good and ready. Settle down. Settle down, champ. And then the other one was uh, Doug Otwell from uh, Ma High Sports with the the hiring of Vance Joseph proves the Broncos don't listen to Broncos country. Like, uh, okay. Hey, guess what? Sean Payton's going to hire who he wants to hire because he has his reasons why. Yeah. And, and, they, may, and they may not, to, to the rest of us, appear mm-hmm. rational, understandable. Yeah. But I'm going to trust the guy that's won a Super Bowl over a couple of media guys in Denver that are losing their mind. Like I, right. I, I find it puzzling it's Vance Joseph. I'm not thrilled that it's Vance it's Joseph. It's a hell of a head-scratcher. <laughs> but I'm kind of going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in some level, i got to trust Sean Payton on this. We didn't get any response from the pile yesterday, which was a little disheartening. But we asked, are you camp in Payton we trust? Or are you camp? I really, really don't want to see him be the defensive coordinator again. I'm, I'm or are you somewhere uh, in the middle? I'm going to roll it out today again. Let's let that. I want. I want to ask you that. Which which camp yeah. are you in? I'm, I'm going. I'm going to be in the. I trust Sean Payton. I trust the resume. Mm-hmm. And also, once again, I, I go back to using Sean Payton's own words. I'm slow to hire quick to fire. Mm-hmm. So Vance may not even make it to opening day. Uh, I think he'll probably. I think he'll probably be. Maybe. He's quick to fire, you know. <laughs> the team wasn't with I mean, Vance. I'm going to say unlikely. The team wasn't with Vic either. Un- they I'm were say, with Nathaniel Hackett. You know, and, and I get it. People are losing my mind. Well, they, they lost out on Vic Fangio. Vic didn't want to come back. Giro Vero, why couldn't mm-hmm. they keep him? He didn't want to stay. You, yeah. you can't make people come there it's, or stay there if they don't want to. It's fascinating what the prior experience of the head coach does for the leash because they wanted Nathaniel Hackett fired soon. But Sean Payton, he rolls out there. First delay a game penalty in a road game, nobody's going to be like, well, this guy was a dumb hire. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Unless you're like Doug Otwell. They don't listen to us. That's why we count down the play clock. Well, that didn't really help. Hey, hey, Doug, when's the last time you coached a Super Bowl champion team? That's what I'd like to ask yeah. Doug Otwell. When's the last, when's the last time, time you coached any, anything? Anything. I'm, I'm sure he's probably coached some youth sports stuff. Okay. I've, I've got that on my meager resume, too. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that... that I put together and, a game plan for some nice <laughs> restroom visits. That's about it. You know, I, 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 just, I just think this whole thing of, they need to listen to Broncos country. No, they don't. No, Sean actually. Payton's going to hire who he wants to hire. Yeah. You I, need a coach that will, you know, knows what he's doing and will get the job done, not yeah. one that, well, he listens to us. Like, this isn't a set list by fan vote that some bands do on, on tour, right? Right. They're not going to put text 78176A 
for this play. It's not, it's not going to happen. XFL <laughs> may be down the road. This isn't fade controlled football exactly. league. I'm sorry. This is this is Sean Payton running his football team. That's a team. great point that I didn't even think. They have that league. <laughs> they have that. Go, go participate in that. Where they do that. listen to the fans. Doug Outwell. Uh, who do we have in the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone our buddy Joel. Joel, Joel, it's been a while. You're in the door for off the first time. Joel. Yeah, off-season off Joel. I, Good to hear from you. I, I keep I, I keep calling in when you guys have somebody queued up next, and Buckeye's kind enough to say, hey, call back, and then obviously I uh, I don't call back, so I Cause apologize. Because you've got a life. There's you've always a, a place for you. You just don't seem to call it those slots. That's... Yeah, it's sometimes it's a little little tough to get in the door. Sometimes, Joel, we, I, we always. I am the guy. If if there's if you want to get in the wrong line at the bank at the store, follow me. So I'm just always the guy that figures out what's <laughs> okay. the wrong time I, to do anything. I will not so, follow yeah. you the next time I see you, Joel. Whatever line you're in, I will get you to another one. line. Yep. No way I, I say promise hi, that's your best choice. <laughs> so okay, okay, give me your takeaway on n- number one. I just the reaction from people. It's it's like Sean Payton's the dumbest guy in the world. And okay, some of these hires they're they're perplexing. They're kind of you kind of go, okay, I, I don't see it on the surface. Give Joel, give me your take on 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 the guys that he's hired so far. You know, I, I am. Listen, I have heard all this stuff about Lombardi, and and I I went back, and obviously it's superficial. I'm I'm looking at box scores and the way that games have gone. Lombardi to me. I mean, listen, what was the problem in the playoff game? Uh, who gave up the 27 points? Was it Lombardi's offense or yeah. was it Staley's defense? I, I'm, I'm confused again on some of the scrutiny. And I am willing to give a guy like Sean Payton, who knows far more. He's gone through the interview process. He's, you know, he's figuring out how these uh, people that he wants to assimilate will mesh together and all those types of things. The guy, is his trajectory is Hall of Fame, right? He's been to two Super Bowls, one one um, considered one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of the game. He's big on analytics. Uh, you know, the guy that they brought in to run their strength and conditioning team really flipped it for New Orleans uh, in the few years that he was there with Sean and then, uh, you know, was LS, at LSU as well. So I, I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. The Vance Joseph thing for me, again, preferential. Uh, would, I, would I have preferred him over some other guys? Probably not, but... I, the thing that I said about Rex Ryan from the beginning, and, and listen, you can't blame a guy for his father's sins, but we can all remember uh, Buddy going after Kevin Gilbride on the side of the oh, uh, on yeah. the Oilers sideline, and that was a twelve and four team, and it just imploded the team. Rex is very outspoken. He's run teams before. He's not known to keep his his ideas to himself. And if your your whole modus operandi is we're going to rebuild the culture. We're going to make sure there's no divide be- between defense and offense, and Rex has been very vocal about how he feels about Rust, and I can understand why that, that didn't end up being the higher. I kind of like the sigh myself, but, you know, Joseph, when he's had it, <laughs> his success has been talent-dependent for sure. But I like the fact that, you know, he's, he states himself that he's really influenced most in his coaching career by Wade Phillips. Um, I hope that he can balance that because obviously blitzing uh, Pat Mahomes is not the way to go, and it, it showed up in their Arizona's game against the Chiefs this year. But, you know, that, that roster this year was pretty talent depleted. The, the DVOA, his, his defenses have been pretty good when he's had his players on the field. So, I'm, I'm, again, I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, exactly. You know, there's part of me that that kind of wishes they would have reached out to Wade Phillips, and and I and I get it that you know Wade's in the you know coaching the XFL, but you know that Wade would have you know considered a return to Denver. I mean, and he and the reason you know Sean McVay cut him was really it, it was more of a philosophical difference. It wasn't that defense had gone in the crapper; they were still I think what top fifteen in terms of forcing turnovers. Maybe the yardage given up had gone you know gone up a little bit, but I yeah I'm. Wade was but, old but, enough to be his grandpa. Yeah, too. but 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 the, the the Lombardi hire, I mean, you look at the Chargers numbers. Points per game could have been better, considering that the skill the, the skill level they have there with obviously you know with with Justin Herbert quarterback, uh, you know Austin Eckler and company and, and Williams and Allen at the wide receiver spots. But overall, the, the Chargers' offensive numbers were good. And you're right, Joel. They didn't they didn't lose that game because of. Lombardi in the offense, they lost because the defense blew a lead. What's what's Brandon Staley's stock in trade defense, right? The head coach. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody had to go, and it right. wasn't going to be Brandon Staley, apparently. So Joe Lombardi takes the hit. Yeah, people are just freaking out about Lombardi. It's like, 
Well, number one, Joe Lombardi, that offense was pretty good in 2022. And Sean Payton's going to have his fingerprints, obviously, more than just his fingerprints. He'll have his grip all over the Broncos' offense. So, yeah, Vance Joseph, it's it's perplexing. Desai Gree would have been better. Chris Richard. I think there are other guys that would have, uh, certainly I would have liked to have seen the Broncos entertain more strongly. But, I, you know, at some point you got to trust what Sean Payton's doing here. And hopefully it's the right call on the defensive side. The the bag is somewhat mixed for Vance as a defensive coordinator. Some couple of good years in terms of scoring defense and those things in, in Arizona and some some really bad years as well. And and injuries played a, a role in that. So I, I don't know. I, I tend to I tend to trust Sean Payton and, and the resume that he brings to this whole thing, Joel. Well and and listen, we are uh, we are children of, of media. We are a media-driven culture. And the Denver media has not been happy with, number one, the hiring process for the head coach. Number two, the way that, you know, and it, I thought it was funny when he clapped back. I can't remember that gets the guy from Mile High Sports, who I actually like, who was making comments about, come on, we've only got six hires. And Sean, Sean tweeted, actually, we've got 16, five left. All the coordinator positions are filled. We'll let you know when we're ready. They're not happy. They don't have the access that they've had previously. And it's obviously, you know, to a certain degree from the people that are a little bit more emotionally charged, uh, they're being a lot more critical than they might have been if, those, if there had been a little bit more access, a little bit more transparency in the process. I like it. I, we, we don't need to know all those things that are going on behind closed doors. It's nice to know who they're interviewing and, and that type of stuff. But we really had no insight into who the real leader was. When Rex came back for the second interview, there was a lot of speculation that it was him. I, I like the fact that they're doing things. Uh, they've got a process. Again, here's the thing that I've said. I, I, I actually worked for a business consulting firm for years, and I've always thought that there are things that, that they do in professional sports that just don't make sense. And when people started complaining about the fact that they were casting a wide net and they were interviewing too many people and the process wasn't refined. Listen, if you're hiring like a VP of sales or a COO for a company, do you know how many people they interview? A lot. And, and that's the thing is to me, from the traditional business space, it's a closed private process. Nobody outside the organization really knows what's going on. They keep it all in, in behind closed doors and they cast a wide net because you have to do that to make the best decision. So I like the fact that you're seeing a business, although it be a sports business, run more like a traditional business. I think it's good in the long term, and I think that uh, the franchise benefits from it. Absolutely. Hey, Joel, great to hear from you, my friend. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. A couple right. things to unpack. One, at the end there, the the entitlement of some of the sportsmen. Not all of them, right, but some of them. The loudest, the Otwills, the Goodmans, those guys. The entitled nature of, you're not telling us. We deserve to know this information as soon as you make a decision, which is ridiculous. No, no, as, I don't. As far as Rex Ryan maybe being too outspoken, remember, Sean Payton did have noted lunatic Greg Williams as his defensive coordinator. Yes. That didn't turn out very well because of the whole Bounty Gate thing. But Who's now working in the XFL, by the way. Yeah, but he also kind of... He was able to at least keep the outspoken nature. And he worked under with Rob wraps. for for years. And he worked Rex with Rob, who's not necessarily a wallflower. No. And then the the Lombardi thing is Brandon Staley never been in that situation before. Up twenty seven nothing in a playoff game. Got to protect the lead. Well, you know we got to got to seal this. Sean Payton's been up twenty seven nothing before. He knows what it takes to just step on people's throats and get the job done. And I think he can tell Lombardi. If he's calling the plays, which Sean probably will be anyway, but he could tell. He's like, do not get conservative. Stay aggressive. Right. Keep pushing. Keep going down the field. No lead is safe. That's a difference in the experience of Here, Sean Payton. Here's a couple things. The Chargers this year, they were third in yardage passing in 2022. They were third in total yards passing. They were eighth in yardage, total yardage this past season. Those yeah. are those are pretty darn good numbers last time I checked. Mm-hmm. Joe Lombardi played a role in that. Yeah. I, I just Because when I heard people just freaking out about Lombardi, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Number one, Sean Payton's going to be the guy driving the bus here. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just be blunt about that. 
But Lombardi's not nearly as bad as everybody tries to make him out to be. That he that he was the reason they lost to the Jazz. Right. Stop it. No, that's not the reason why they lost. Now, Javante Williams is maybe not going to play the whole season, and I don't think he's the same threat out of the backfield as an Austin Eckler. He's a better running back. He's right. a better rusher of the football than Austin Eckler, I think. And the Eckler's Broncos more, wide receivers have as much yeah. talent as any of the Chargers guys do. You'd, you'd like to think if they can get the quarterback figured out, if they can get old three And they get the line figured out, out. Get the line at least improved somewhat. You might be able to replicate some of those numbers. I would think so. Out of all the hires, that's one of them where I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm good with that one. Yeah. You know, Kerry Colbert has never coached in the league before coaching wide receivers. Uh, okay. We talked about this last week. It's like, okay, right. okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe Kerry Colbert's a re- he's ready for his time coaching the NFL. He's coached at University of Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, good recruiter there. According to that, that that has anything to do with what he does in Denver no. now. But, but for me, it's like this is this is the normal progression of things, right? It's like you coach in college, then you make a lateral move, maybe to the NFL, then you work your way up. You know, the coaching ranks that way. This isn't like a Jeff Saturday. He's never coached in the NFL. But well, at some point, Sean Payton hadn't either. No, he turned out all right, you know. But he also wasn't said from day. Hey, your first job is being a head coach, right? In and the that's NFL. the same. Kerry Colbert, it's <laughs> you like got, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And got coming up here and what's happening? Got a mm-hmm. guy the Broncos have hired that's never been a coach in the league Kerry, before. You're behind Davis <laughs> Webb in the order of operation yeah. here. I just you've never coached in the NFL. I just cake on Friday. I just ha- it's like I, I had to try to calm him down after a while. It's like. Yeah. You understand that he's not that important to what they're doing. Cake overreacts about some of the weirdest things. <laughs> Vance Joseph, okay, I can yeah. see you losing your mind, going completely bonkers. Mm-hmm. But you're going bonkers over Davis Webb? Like the the origin of the Nibbles nickname. Yeah. Just completely losing it when the Rockies, who were 20 games under 500, lost to the Dodgers on the road. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you not expect this to that, happen? That That happens quite frequently. Thanks to the the news. Just a news flash for you, Tom Brokaw. Exactly. Lester Holt, whoever. David Muir. Exactly. Oh, thanks for the news flash, Tom Brokaw. You're shocked that the Rockies lost to Chavez Ravine? See, the first half is Tyler lost his mind about a Broncos coaching hire. Okay. Vance Judd. No, no. Davis Webb. Davis Webb. Wait, hold on. You serious? (laughs) Come on, man. Settle down. Look, save your energy for someone that deserves it. No kidding, yeah, not Davis Webb. Yeah, like Sean Payton. Save your pearl clutching for the fact that it took a week to announce it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Goodman. We just, deserve. We talked a lot about the Goodman thing. I, I, basically, what you're saying is what I said. It's like really, you no, know, you, you'll find out when you find out. Yeah. You, you are not owed anything, Eric Goodman. They've got to listen to Broncos country. Mm-hmm. No, not really. So what happens if they kind of stumble out of the gate? Do these people now go with the, see, if you would have announced them earlier, things would go a lot better. That was, how does it that doesn't make, make sense. How does that make any difference? Who, care, who cares what you found out? Are they in place by the combine? Yes. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Calm okay, down. Good deal. Hey, I'm not even that. It's like, are they, because that's that's Peyton and that's going to, well, the Peyton, the law firm of Peyton and Peyton, that's going to mm-hmm. be more their baby than position coaches. Yeah. That, and, and look, let's be honest about, about the the combine now, NFL scared to death because they don't want to send guys to it anymore. They don't want to send coaches to it anymore. Mm-mm. They don't feel like it's worth their time. <laughs> Not after some of the questions these people ask. Well, they feel like from an interview standpoint, they're they're going to get very well. We'll talk more about this and around the NFL because this has been a, a ten pole off season thing for the NFL, the combine, mm-hmm. and now with teams not wanting to send coaches to it. College kids don't want to do it, really. They don't really want to do it, and the NFL's going, "Oh, this is, but this is what like one of our big media things that we do. We're going to send this on tour." Exactly. All right, seven twenty-five. It's time for what's happening. It's a flag combine in Vegas now. Is what it's yeah, be. exactly. The flag combine. It's good. And what's happening is brought to you by Comwest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. 
If you're looking for help with a new business phone system, they helped us here at NBC Grand with our new phone system, cybersecurity, network support, backup, and disaster recovery. They're the people to call. They're your technology service partner. Call them today, 970-242-8142. All right, you want to cue the music for me to open things up here with uh, what's happening? Uh, just any music? No, or? the music. Oh, the. Okay. Thank you, that music. Avalanche winger Miko Randa reached a franchise record leading Colorado to a 3-0 win of the Vegas Golden Knights last night in Denver. Rantanen scored two goals to join the team's 40-goal-in-a-season club. Teammate Nathan McKinnon was the last to reach the mark with 41 goals in 82 games in the 2018-2019 season. Rantanen is at 40 goals in his 58th game of the season. And to do it at the, at the clip, he's done it. Like, if I saw it correctly, I just caught a glimpse of a monitor, but it said he was the fastest app to do it, just edging out Joe. So, I, I mean, it's pretty good company to be keeping. Yeah, I was coach here. I've been there. That Joe, by the way, is Hall of Famer Joe Sackett. Colorado extended their winning streak to six straight. His goalie, Alexander Georgiev, turned back 31 shots for his 11th career NHL shutout. Avs get the artist formerly known as the Colorado Rockies, the New Jersey Devils, tomorrow night at Ball Arena pregame tomorrow night for that one at 6.30 on the Team Sports Network. Chris Bryant at his first spring training home run, and Peter Lambert tossed two scoreless innings to lead the Rockies to a 7-3 win over Oakland Monday at Mesa, Arizona. Lambert is trying to make the opening day roster after recovering from an elbow injury. Ryan McMahon, Harold Castro, and Elias Diaz each had two hits apiece as Cutbro takes on Texas today. The team will have the game with Kansas City tomorrow with pregame at 12 55. New Broncos coach Sean Payton's added another coach to his staff. The Denver Post reports hiring of Northwestern University running backs coach Jay Ione. And he's going to coach the same position for Denver. Ione will be coaching the NFL for the first time as a former Northwestern running back. The Broncos announced the hiring of 13 coaches over the weekend, including former L.A. Chargers offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi as the team's new offensive coordinator. The Colorado Mesa basketball teams open up the Armac tournament tonight. The Maverick women are the seventh seed as they head to Colorado School of Mines. CMU upset Mines in their home floor with a 59-52 win over the formerly 12th-ranked Ordiggers. Olivia Reed posting a double-double of 15 points and 11 rebounds. Mines is ranked 17th in the nation heading into tonight's game. The Maverick men won the RMAC regular season title and the right to host the tournament thanks to Colorado Mines' upset at Fort Lewis. The CMU men get Metro State tonight at Brownson Arena with each winning on their home floors in their two meetings this season. Pre-game on the team starts at 5 o'clock tonight, followed by the women's tip-off at 5.30. The team will join the men's game in progress following the women's game tonight. And that's... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. If you're looking for help with your internet system, also uh, surveillance, cybersecurity, they have you covered, and also phone systems, call ComWest today, 970-242-8142. We'll take a break, we'll come back, and we'll talk more about the Avalanche's win last night over the Vegas Golden Knights. Also... What's your thoughts today? Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Are you in the, you, the I trust Sean Payton camp, or you don't trust him with some of the coaching hires that the Broncos have made? Text or call Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction, 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Welcome back, 731. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We'll clash today. Yeah. Thank you. A little uh, clash cover action there. Mm-hmm. I fought the law. All right. So are you on Team Payton, as in Sean Payton, or Team, he doesn't know what he's doing with some of the coaching hires? I, like I said, the, the Goodman thing I just thought was was ridiculous. The Doug Otwell thing that that they need to listen to Broncos country. When was the last time any any business? Uh, you, there's a point where you have to listen to the customer. Okay, yeah. if if we're making burgers or we're 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 making widgets and the widgets are bad, mm-hmm. okay, then then maybe I need to we need to listen to our customer base. It's fine to listen to Broncos country to a degree. Right. But, if but, you're at a restaurant and your fries are always consistently old and cold, 
then you probably should listen to the customer about, you know, maybe cooking fresher fries more often. Exactly. But if the customer is there demanding that you serve them something that you don't have on the menu or I want it right this very second, but you have to cook it fresh and they demand it sooner than it's ready to come out, you don't really have to listen to that customer. The customer is not always 100% right. Sometimes the customer's a you-know-what, and they don't necessarily deserve to have the product in front of everybody else getting the product. Well, for I will, too. Well, we had to count down the play clock Mm -hmm. for Nathaniel Hackett. Right. Well, this is not Nathaniel Hackett. This is Sean Payton. Yeah. These are not... These are not these are coaches that are not cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. You have in Nathaniel Hackett guy was very inexperienced, right? Showed and got fired fifteen games into the season. Yeah. Everybody was inexperienced on that staff in their roles because no one had ever done them before. Eric Goodman and the like are like are the third person in the drive thru demanding the McRib comeback. Well, it's not coming back for another X months. No, I want it now. I know it's coming back. Give it to me now. That's that's the type of person he is. Or making the assumption that you know you know better than Sean Payton. Right. If you're Doug Otwell. Or that, that the average Broncos fan, fan knows more than Sean Payton. I know I, the average fan of X team thinks they know more than Y coach. That's really not the case. I know it pains me to say that as much as it pains some people to hear it. Some people will just flat out deny it. But you don't actually know as much as the head coach. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett, not Sean Payton. Even in the case of Hackett, probably not. There there might be things, sure. He was good in his previous. Some people, they get elevated to roles that they just don't do very well. Whereas the role they left is maybe their best work. Maybe that's Nathaniel Hackett. Vic Fangio definitely was. I just think that you make the assumption that you know more than he does, than Sean Payton, right. about, about running a football team. When have you ever won a Super Bowl? When have you ever coached an NFL game? Yeah. And, and and Joel made the point. I think it's a good one. You, you look for guys you think are a good fit. Mm-hmm. A good fit with what you're trying to do, the staff you're trying to put together. In terms of their knowledge base, yeah. in terms of how their personalities click, and how they click with you. And on the surface, some of these look Vance Joseph. If you if you want to criticize, I still don't think it's a great hire. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, on some level, I have to trust Sean Payton that he, that that he there's something there with Vance Joseph right. that he makes a connection with, has has comfort with, and was the right decision for him. And, and how and, many DCs did he go through in New Orleans? I mean, he's not, like you mentioned last segment, he's not going to be shy when it comes to we need to move on. If he doesn't like how it's going, he'll pull the trigger. Maybe a Christian Parker, Broncos secondary coach that they kept from mm-hmm. the previous staff, guy that started to develop a reputation. Maybe Christian Parker gets that opportunity. Maybe it's Eric Goodman. Maybe he's like, here, you do it. <laughs> it's Eric Goodman. See how easy it is there, Skippy? I just think that you have to, you you have to give Sean Payton mm-hmm. the respect that he deserves about the job that he does. Yeah, that he that the job that he's done. Robert, the I'm dreading the future of the Broncos. I'm in the doomsday camp. Does the team think the Broncos can beat the Chiefs in Denver? They've come real close this last season, even with Nathaniel Hackett, even with that offense being what it was. They they gave the they gave the Chiefs a good run for their money in both places. That was an offense that was historically bad, and they gave Kansas City a battle. Mm-hmm. Do I think they can beat them in Denver? Yes, I can. Can they? Absolutely, they Absolutely. can. They can. It was let's see, six points this year, four points last year. Uh. 20, 20, we won't talk about, I believe that's 27, so we won't talk about that one. <laughs> then 14, no, four points in 2018, three points in 2017. So, yeah, they can. They've been close. They've Will had they? games this, this last question. season in particular. They, 
they had a couple opportunities and mm-hmm. and and couldn't couldn't make it happen against the the eventual Super Bowl champions. Yeah, got one from Dom this morning. Good morning, Dom. There's going to be growing pains even with Sean. As long as you can lead Russell Wilson and the rest of the offense to better than the 31st offense, and you don't swap the offense the defense to the 31st spot, they'll be okay. I I agree with that. Yeah. All right, text your call, 970-242-1340. Which camp are you in? The uh, I Believe in Sean Payton camp or the mm-hmm. I Don't Think He Knows What He's Doing camp? They don't listen to us. It's like, well, why should he? Why Why should Sean Payton listen to you? Eric Goodman or Doug Otwell? Doug Otwell, I guess most notably since he's the one that, that wrote Said that. Said that. That was his headline. So is he supposed to call you guys? Supposed to call? Are you Doug Otwell? Are you now the uh, the chairman of Broncos Country? Is like, is Sean Payton supposed to call you up and ask you, "Hey, buddy, what do you think we should do here?" I think he would be fourth on the list, just at Mile High Sports, of people I would call if I was Sean Payton. Cody, Cody would talk. probably Zach Seegers after him, and then even though he covers the Rockies, Drew Creaseman. I would talk to him before I would talk to Doug Otwell. Like, I don't know Doug Otwell. His dad, longtime commissioner Chassis years ago. He's got a real passion for high school sports, and that's why they bought mm-hmm. Carter Preps. And, and I, I respect things about him. But that whole thing, well, they, they need to listen to Broncos country. They Sean, did. They couldn't get the play clock figured out. They listened to you <laughs> count it down. They brought in a game yeah, manager. I, I, I just think, why, why do you think you know more than what Sean Payton knows? Like, Guys he, won a Super Bowl. I, not, he didn't even scuffle through his first year yet. Like He's barely uh, been on the job for a month. And people are already on his butt. He needs to listen to me. Oh, yikes. But this is what gets Broncos country fired up with the, yeah, yeah, you know what? He, they do need to listen to us and the, the dessert and the whole thing. Sean Payton's Super Bowl win was twice as long ago as the last Broncos one. Just to throw that note yeah, out there. Of course. When this whole, you know. You're going to hear you more than, well, look, yo, it's been so long exactly. since he's won one. Why hasn't he won one in the last 14 years if he's so smart? First, And this is from Broncos, some of the Broncos media, like the Goodman and the Otwell types. There's going to be some of that if Sean Payton doesn't get out of the gate like 15-0 and 0 with the C. Yeah. This is why he hasn't won. This is why he was available. That's why he hasn't won one They're in fourteen six and years. Two. Yeah. Oh, why they? Boy, I can't believe they lost two games. Mm-hmm. And the fans <laughs> are going to be like, "It's much better than it has been." Can we? Can we be honest? It's yeah. I, I just think a large he's, majority he's of them are going to be like, there, yeah. And you already got people on his butt. But not, why haven't mm-hmm. you told us who you're hiring? To I mean, if you want to criticize the hiring of Vance Joseph, I'm okay with that. But it has nothing to do with whether they listen to the fan base or not. Exactly. Not knowing the team's history, that's one thing. Does, is it a weird look? Yes. Sure. But does Sean Payton really care? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think he gives a no. good guy start and about it. A large majority of the fans, if they come out of the gate 6-2, and two, are going to be like, oh, oh, we look respectable. We're <laughs> an honest-to-God NFL We're team again. We're a record. So they're not going to care that Sean Payton is... You know, took three exactly. weeks to announce his assistant. They're not going to care. All right, got to get to the Avalanche. Uh, big win for the Avs last night, uh, shutting out Vegas three nothing. Uh, Alexander Georgiev continues to play great for the Avalanche. Yeah. Thirty one shots he turned back last night. Eleventh career NHL shutout. Miko Rantanen gets two goals. Goals thirty nine and forty last night. He joins the forty goal club uh, for the first time since Nathan McKinnon did it. In 2018-2019, he's also the fastest of 40 goals, surpassing the captain, surpassing Super Joe Sackick. Uh, so congratulations to Miko Ranton last night after the game. Jared Bednar on the state of where his team is right now. Yeah, I think we're currently in the best stretch of hockey we've played this year. You know, It's also the best lineup that we've had all year long. Um with the guys getting healthy, Mance and Byram, like those guys help. You know, it's it's like I've I've liked their commitment and our work ethic for the better part of the year. Um, the but the experience that those D have and the puck moving ability that they have, 
you know, they deliver the puck to our forwards on time, which gets us playing in the right area of the rink. They're also helping in ozone play. Obviously, the more you can play there, the less you have to defend. So I find we're defending less now than, than we were in some of the games early in the season. And it's, it's experience. It's that puck-moving ability. A lot of it has to do with our back end. All right, there's Jared Bednar. Chris McFarland, GM, about the trade deadline, which is 1 o'clock on Friday, by the way. Yeah. Said, we'll, we'll make a deal if we feel like it's it makes sense for us. And right now, mm-hmm. it's addition by just guys you have on your roster right now that are coming back. Or minor moves. They're not going to do any blockbusters. They're going to bring back Jack Johnson. Which, which is smart. Guy, yeah. guy that knows you know this this team system. Mm-hmm. Of course, was on the cup champion last year. Matt you know Nieto, he's going to fit with the guys because he was just Matt here. Nieto, who was yeah. with the Avalanche not that long ago. Guys like that that, that make a lot of sense mm-hmm. for this team. I love understated Jared Bednar because they've won three games in four days and they've scored 12 goals and allowed two. And, yeah, I think we're playing our best hockey. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. All right. Uh, Avs, New Jersey, tomorrow night on the team pregame at 6.30. Time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. As I've been known to do from time to time, I kill people prematurely. I either put them in the grave or I forget that they've died, which is, you know, more on the positive side of that. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are 15 and 47, and Charles Barkley knows this, and he puts Isaiah Thomas in an early grave. Tell you what, boy. They had to beat 88-85. Isaiah Thomas rolling over in his grave watching these Pistons play. Barkley really? Fultz had 14 and 8 assists. No shack, so they just kind of let it go. Does it, Kenny? I think he knows he's alive. I don't think. I, I don't, don't know. But I don't think he. I think it was a um, kind of like and didn't use the term like a one malprop or whatever, a, a malapropism or something. Yeah, like where that. he where he he didn't mean to say that he was dead. It's Chuck. I don't he, know, but I don't know. But but he he shouldn't. He knows Isaiah. I'm assuming they're you know same vintage. Yeah, I I, think, I really I think don't he know knows that Isaiah's not dead. I don't, I, I don't know. So, either Chuck, way. <laughs> with Chuck, you never know. You just never know with Barkley. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Wyatt Thompson, our college basketball insider, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking college basketball with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson. On the Jim Davis Show. And with us to talk college hoops, his voice, Kansas State Wildcats, our college basketball insider, Wyatt Thompson. Good morning, Wyatt. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you, bud? Doing fine. Uh, we're in the process of moving, and so it's been one of those, uh, <laughs> it's not just this week, it's been the, the weeks leading up to it here. It's been, well, It's you've moved in your life. You, you know what that's like. Everybody's done at least yes, once or twice in their life, so you you know you know what think, the... I can't think of too many things worse, can you? Uh, it's pretty bad. Rue Canel... <laughs> Uh, colonoscopy, they'll at least knock yeah. you out for that. So, yeah, both for both those things, they knock you out for that. So, yeah, I, I can't think of a whole lot worse, Wyatt. But uh, I, oh, I guess this is something that that probably falls into that bad category, awful category. The situation in Alabama and Brandon Miller, oh. uh, the the pat down thing, the you know the, comes out before the game, and the pat down thing, which in, in light of what's happened, providing the gun to. To Darius Miles and the death of that young woman, what what what's going on there? I, I know Nate Oates was was unhappy about it, understandably so. Uh, the coach at Alabama, I, I just that 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 to me is something that young man get get out of your own way on something like that. What are you what are you doing? Why are you doing that kind of thing when you're coming out for for pregame introductions? Uh, you know what? I, I can't make much sense of it either. I, I even saw a tweet that I thought was pretty on target from one of the major basketball writers that that basically said, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, that Nate Oates has done a great job at Alabama, but please quit talking about this. You're making it worse. Um, I, I think he started to turn the corner and maybe say and understand that it's like some of the things you're saying, dude, you, can't, you, you just can't go there. Um, and I think that has fueled the fire on this kind of thing. Um, the pat-down thing, I don't understand why you, why you would even do that to begin with. Yeah. I, I, I never have thought that that was 
I know kids are kids and, you know, you know the, the game's supposed to be fun and I get all of that, but you know what? We all live by rules and that's, that one is a little too far out there for my opinion. Yeah, and, so, yeah, and Buckeye. The, the defense was, well, he's been doing it all season. Well, the shooting yeah. was five weeks Should ago. Should have stopped doing it the moment that happened. <laughs> Nobody that? thought to be like, this is a bad look. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't somebody say, hey, Brad, we need to not do that anymore. Considering what's happened, let's stop that. Let's stop yeah, that nonsense. It, yeah, it, it is a really difficult story. Um, I think the kid is an amazing talent. We could probably argue both sides all day long whether he should be playing right now or not. Uh, don't know what side of the fence you guys would be on with that, but I, I've I've just heard a lot of people around the basketball world say that they don't think he should even be playing under these circumstances, and I I kind of get it. I'm not advocating for yeah. it, but it, it's it's been most difficult and and uh, horrible story. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been charged, but it's it's not a good look. But if you're Alabama, if you're Oates, you're—I mean—he's your best player. You—you're kind of—you're kind of in a in a in a difficult spot there. But yeah, I'm I'm with those that you no. Know, I mean, the, if the baseline has not been charged with a crime, I then, got five years of eligibility left. Yeah, then there then there you go. You're you're eligible. I'm I'm eligible, and we're we're good to go. Hey, I want to talk about Marquette because Buckeye didn't yeah. you bring up Marquette a while back? Shaka Smart, yeah, a couple three weeks ago. on their on their rise. Uh, they're now the number six uh, team in the nation. It's their highest ranking since they were number one in 1977-78, Wyatt. It's incredible. Marquette, yeah. now the number six team in the country. And I think most of us, well, you guys might not, but I I remember that team. <laughs> I'm, I am I'm old, old enough to remember that team, yes. Yeah, and, and, and that was a heck of a team. Here, here's what I would say, and I liked Shaka. He, he was good to me. I thought he did an okay job at Texas, which – you know, for everything that they have, it can be a difficult job there because of the expectations. But you always hear that old cliche, a fit. He couldn't be a better fit. He's home. I mean, he's doing, he's coaching where he kind of should be. And I think it's undeniable the job he's done. He's done a fantastic job. He's gone back to, to playing the way they played when he first had success at the major college level, or at least the mid-major college level would you agree with all of that no, I would I mean, I yeah think he, absolutely i think his name should be out there for for national coach of the year he's done that kind of job frankly wyatt thompson voice can state wildcats with us today on the team sports network uh for bracketology as far as uh at least this is from andy bottoms anyway uh his assessment of the tournament his last four in or mississippi state Boise State out of the Mountain West, Wisconsin, Arizona State, but that incredible win at Tucson, the miracle shot that gave the Sun Devils the win, and that one that uh, they would make it in out of the Pac-12. His first six out, he's got North Carolina at the top of this list. North Carolina did come up with a, a big, big win against Virginia this past weekend. But mm-hmm. uh, but the Cavaliers may not qualify as a you know quadrant one win for long, uh, and so we'll we'll see how that that plays out, how that impacts North Carolina. But at least with that win, that gives Hubert Davis and, and the Tar Heels, you know, somewhat of a fighting chance right now to get in. They had to have it, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, it simply stated, or or at least one like that, because they had not. What were they like? Oh, and nine in quad one games or something. Um, I think you could certainly, and this is what makes it fun as we get closer and closer to Selection Sunday here, uh, the arguments for teams like that, as opposed to a, eh, just throw out a couple of two or three schools here, uh, a Penn State, a Clemson, an Oklahoma State, a Michigan. Uh, do you think those teams deserve to be in more than Carolina? Some are going to say yes, some are going to say no, and that, that's that's the part of it. Um it's like I think a lot of people, I'm just being honest, um, Kansas is not the number one overall seed, from my understanding, in the, the latest part, and yet they have 15 quad wins. That's 10 more than, or five more than anybody else. Does that make any sense? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and in fairness, Houston's got fewer opportunities, and I'm not picking on Houston. Alabama has fewer opportunities, too, because, you know, the, the metrics all say the SEC is not close to what the Big 12 is. We'll see how it plays out in March, 
um, Purdue's probably a little bit of a different story, certainly. But that's what makes, you know, the March Madness and the, the draw um, so much fun because there are so many teams. You know, I, I'm looking here at the, the uh, latest on ESPN, the last four in, Mississippi State, Boise State, Wisconsin, Arizona State, and then the first four out of Carolina, Oklahoma State, Clemson, Michigan. You could put all of those eight teams in a little mixing bowl and mix them up and pick them out and probably do it ten different ways. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> you know I mean, what that, I'm that's that's how close all the, those teams are. How how yeah. bunched together they are right now. Uh, in this bracketology, uh, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, uh, TCU, Texas, West Virginia. They have those schools, those seven going in. Pretty much spot on, in your opinion, of those seven? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, yeah. I mean, I think you, you would have to look at Oklahoma State Tech um, as outside looking in. But, I mean, they've got West Virginia as, as one of the last four buys, and yet they're still – I mean, they won last night in Ames. And you could argue that in the last – little bit here they they've played every bit as good as most and uh, i think going into the game last night they were still 26th in the net i don't know if you've looked at their non-conference schedule but they're they have six conference wins do you put them in over another team that has 12 or 13 conference wins when they've played teams like purdue xavier florida I mean, and I'm just naming a handful there, not to mention the rigors of the Big 12. Hugs is kind of fighting it a little bit, um, you know, and saying, hey, you always tell us to go to play a great schedule. That's what we're doing. So now we're doing that. You're going to hold us out? Yeah, don't punish us for that, for the thing yeah. that you said we should go and do. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't hold that against us. 